Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com You're listening to The Wild Initiative Podcast Network. Learn more and check out all the shows at TheWildInitiative.com You're listening to the Fish Untamed Podcast, where we talk all things fishing, conservation, and the outdoors. Today on the show, I'm joined by Jeff Troutman, fly fishing musician and host of the Remote No Pressure Fly Fishing Podcast. All right, welcome to episode number five of the Fish Untamed Podcast. Today I'm talking to Jeff Troutman, who hosts one of my favorite fly fishing podcasts called Remote No Pressure. If you've not checked out Remote No Pressure before, you should definitely go give it a listen. I think it's one of the funnier fly fishing podcasts out there. Uh, Jeff does a really good job of you know having interesting guests on and you know hearing their stories about how they got into fishing and you know what keeps them out on the water, why why they're so passionate about fly fishing, but also keeping it nice and light and humorous. So if you've not checked that out before, definitely go subscribe to Jeff's podcast. And also, in addition to having a passion for fly fishing, Jeff is also a passionate songwriter. So he has an album out called Songs About Fly Fishing, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, and if you want to hear a kind of a sample from that album, we will be closing the show today with uh, one of his songs from that album called Sixth Street Dam. So go ahead and tune in the whole way till the end to hear that song and also check out the show notes where I'll link to the CD if you'd like to buy that. Uh, so without further ado, here is my chat with Jeff Troutman. I kind of wanted to talk to you about your last name <laughs> to start, <laughs> because I feel like you, do you hear about it all, a lot? <laughs> <laughs> is that like the first thing that everyone asks you about? <laughs> uh, it's funny because, yes, I, I hear that a lot, Troutman. And um, I grew up on, on, in, on the Gulf of Mexico and, and we don't, we I mean, we have like speckled trout, you know, salt water and stuff. And, but like, you know, trout's not this crazy thing in Texas. So, it, it, you know, in college people called me fish and, and they called me, you know, you know, trout or whatever, but yeah, that's my legal name. Um, and I get asked that a lot. And actually I did my album, uh, a year ago, September called songs about fly fishing in Fox 17 news, our local Fox station picked it up and, um, and they came out to my house, like interview me and what's going on, you know, the podcast. I was all, it's all really new. You know? <laughs> and they, um, like they, they zoomed in on my, my degree. Cause I got my college degree, like, um, 
in my office behind a bunch of books for, for what for all I care. You know? <laughs> and they're zooming in on. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what, why are you zooming in on that particular? Thing? Oh, because no one in the newsroom believed Trout Man was your was your real name. They thought it was uh, like a stage name, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, you get that yeah. a lot. Like people think that you've created your name either as a musician or just because you like fishing, just for the sake of it. I, I, yeah, they ask me that a lot. They do actually. And you know, it's funny cause I never thought about it growing up, you know? Um, so it is kind of weird that people ask me about it, but it's perfectly fine. It's, it's a, it's a logical question. You know, it's not like, it's not like some weird, uh, you know, it's a guy has a podcast. He has an album called songs about fly fishing and, uh, his last name is Troutman, And that does, you know, yeah, I'm sure there's a there's probably some angler out there who's like diehard enough that they've considered changing their last name to like Pike Slayer, <laughs> <laughs> which would be great. You know, that would be an awesome thing. I would call him Pike Slayers. You know, and it's it's yeah, it's just kind of, it's just funny because like I come from uh, there's a trout in North Carolina, um, that's where a town is. Uh, but my family is is from Texas, and, and we're like. I don't know how many, I was thinking about this today because I was thinking about the interviews. Like, how many how many generations are we Texan? And I don't even know. So, um, yeah, it's my last. And if you look up Joe speaking, because how do you know, Katie? How do you know when someone's from Texas? They, they tell you. <laughs> they tell you. <laughs> they tell you right. So, um, actually, if you look up Joanna Troutman, uh, Troutman, uh, she's like long, you know, way, way back. She actually uh, made a flag to fly at the Alamo. So that's oh, like really? that's like my claim to fame. That's yeah. pretty cool. Pretty sweet. That's a that's a better story than just saying you're from Texas to have something to back it up. That's true. That's true. I think she was from Georgia though, or North Carolina, but still, you know, I mean, we may not even be related, but I'm gonna take credit for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there can't be that many trout men. Is it? Do you go by? Well, not do you go by? Is it pronounced Troutman or Troutman? Troutman. Troutman. Okay. Yeah, I think do it's you, German. Do you play it up though? Not really. <laughs> I just say Troutman, you know, and 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 then when uh. When people ask me, well, how do you spell that? Because everyone asks me how to spell it, you know. It's like Trout Man, like a superhero. I see. I feel like explaining it. Yeah. See, so you're from Texas, but you live in Michigan now? Yeah, that's correct. I feel like there's a lot of people from Michigan. Like uh, between the podcasts I listen to, um, but all of them outdoor related, like fishing and hunting, there's like a couple big names from Michigan. Sure, yeah. I mean, mediators from here um, – we also have the fishing podcast. Um, we have oh, that's another one. Adventure deficit was uh, another, and, and the, us three are from here. The guy from uh, I'm so sorry, I'm so bad with names, but the guy from um, Mediators from Gaylord, Michigan, which is north of here, a few hours. But uh, yeah, it is kind of weird. I actually had a meeting um, last week with a guy, and he's like, "It's just weird that all you guys are." pretty close and it's like yeah it is kind of weird i have no idea why that is but now this might be a really stupid question it's like when someone goes to like a big university and you know two people who went there and you're like oh you must know each other but like do you know any of these people in michigan because of the industry you're in or is are you guys completely separated like you've never met any of them i know um like i was on the fishing podcast um with the Kaiser landed to Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, I have nothing to do with meat eater. I have some friends who know, know them, you know, uh, Brian Kosminski, true North trout up North. He, he knows those guys, I believe. Um, yeah. Then wired for hunt. I think he's from here as well. Wired yeah, he is part of meat eater now. So I don't know them. No, 
it's really funny because when I started this whole thing, I didn't know one person at all. I, I was the only person that fly fished that I knew. And I was so passionate about it. I had to start a podcast and I had to even listen to a podcast about fly fishing. (laughs) I had nothing to compare it to. And that was kind of intentional. Um, But to answer your question, I'm trying to stay on on task here. Um, No, I don't know any of them except for Landon DeKaiser. (laughs) Just so you know, uh, I think the fact that your podcast often doesn't stay on task is like kind of my favorite thing about it. Yeah, I, I noticed I, when you email me, you're like, I really enjoyed season two, especially Bill. <laughs> and, uh, no, but Bill's awesome, and we do get off. We get really goofy sometimes. It's just a lot of fun. We just have a great time. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is about podcasts, though. Like I and I, I had emailed Mark from Wired to Hunt before too, uh, expressing because he had said that someone complained in a review that they didn't like all the banter at the beginning before getting into the content, and yeah. I'm on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Like for all the podcasts that have some sort of, you know, intro with a co-host, I always like those way more. Cause I'm just like, I feel like I know them, you know, you get to know the people over time and I don't know. I hear the same content over and over again when the same guests coming on and stuff. Like, I just want to hear them. Yeah. It's funny. Cause this, this past um, season, it's funny to see it because this past season we did a couple episodes with just Bill and I just shooting the, shooting the crap, you know, cause I get bored just doing the interview. Oh, how did you get into fly fishing or blah, blah, you know, and then they're great. They're all awesome. And they're, you know, um, but I get tired of it as a host. Like I want something different too. And so if I get tired of it, I'm sure my listeners are going to come across to them too. So me and Bill did a, a few episodes this past season of, um, of just banter, you know, just, just us, you know, reading goofy stories on fly fishing and stuff. And, just laughing and he's such a he's such a funny sharp guy bill is like he's just very witty so we had a great time and looking at our our, uh analytics those actually did better than a lot of the 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 bigger names that we had on last season so that was kind of funny to see that you know you're saying this and uh and there's you know i get these weird reviews all the time people are just jerks and people are weird so you can say whatever you want (laughs) but you know my numbers speak for themselves (laughs) As same with the guy from Wired to Hunt. I mean, you can't argue with his numbers. Uh, he is a Google genius, and he's he knows the analytics behind it, and he he's he's done it very well. Um, but yeah, so I enjoy the banter as well. I mean, I I, I would agree that I wouldn't want that every single episode. Like, mm-hmm. um, you definitely want the the content from big names and people who have something interesting to say, but. Uh, like I said, I, I hear a lot of the big names on multiple podcasts because everyone wants them on. And so it's like, I've heard how they got into fishing five times now. Yeah. So it's yeah. just fun to hear from like names you've never heard from before or just listen to the host talk. It's just, it just, I find myself laughing along to your podcast a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. And that's what we try to do because we try to take it too seriously. And, and you say big names. I mean, there's, we've had some awesome names and I could name drop right now about people who've been on our podcast, but what is a big name? You know, like this whole, inf- like this whole influencer culture and in- influencer, like I think we're at this tipping point, you know, there's some awesome people that are, that we make heroes out of that are just awesome. And, and one of the, one of the people I think about is like Oliver White, like to me, he was just an awesome guy and he's an awesome human being, you know, and, and he's done so much for the community and, it's been great, but like, 
and, and we all want to hear from him, you know, but like you, Katie, I mean, you're the next generation. Like you, you think, you think of, um, who's the, the lady, uh, April Vokey. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Incredible human being. Awesome. Knows her crap. Like nobody's business. Like, and, and by the way, if you listen to my podcast, you know, I don't, not one time claim to be some <laughs> unbelievable fly angler. Okay. I just love to do it. So I started podcasting. But April Vokey is amazing. And you know, Katie, it's like, that's awesome person. But like you said, hearing people that no one's ever heard of, like, like I had a guy on my first season I never heard of, and I'm, I'm going to interview him again in season three because the audio is so bad, Katie, in season one that it was like, I was so embarrassed, but the content was so good and no one's ever heard of this guy. And he's one of those sleeper guys that you're just like, who, who is this person? You know, and he starts talking and I'm like, holy crap, like, this is an amazing episode. And it's like, those are the jewels, you know? I mean, like he said, I mean, I've heard Oliver White's story a million times and I love him. I think he's a great human being. And I've, I've heard April Vokey's story and I've heard all these people's stories. And, and it's just like, where, where are those guests that are like you, you know, or like, like these people that are coming up, like um, a guy that helped me produce last or my first season a little bit, his name's John Murphy. And, and he just moved to Florida and he's like, you know, he's just 20 something, really young kid, you know, and, but he loves fly fishing. And like, that's, those are the people I want to, I want to see, you know, I want to talk to those people uh, just cause maybe, I don't know. Like, you never know who's going to crawl out of the woodwork and have like some super interesting story that you've never heard because they just didn't bother to tell someone. Right. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not going to ask how old you are, but I'm pushing, I'm pushing <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be 40 next year, you know? And so I'm 26. Okay. All right. So I don't know if you remember a little band called Nirvana. <laughs> I uh, do. Okay. So they were like my favorite band, Kurt Cobain, Seattle grunge scene. I mean, God, so stupid, but I loved them. Right. And they were like, like in the eighties we had greed is good. And like greed is awesome. Like you work hard and you grind it out, you know, and greed is good. And then in the 90s, we just all got tired of it and we became slackers. So I don't know if you remember, like we used to tie our like flannel shirts around our waist and wear like jeans that are ripped because we don't care anymore. (laughs) We're like the slacker generation. I think that's where we're headed because like we got to get as many followers as possible and look at us, listen to us. We're so cool. Grind it out. And there's one guy I was listening to for a while because I like business stuff. I mean, he's just like, grind, grind it out. This is good. And I just got really exhausted. Like, I got a wife. I've got two kids. I, you know, it's like, I, I, I'm grinding is good, but like, there comes a point where we just get tired of it, you know? So, so I think we're like, we're like going to see this change in, uh, in, in our culture where, where it's like we're going to get back into that slacker. Not that I'm necessarily slacker. I obviously work hard because we put content out every week. But it's like, who cares? Like where who, everyone's just kind of going and like trying to make this image and make it work. And oh gosh, yeah. it's, there's only so long you can keep up with it, honestly. I feel like it's tiring. Yeah, I think people are getting tired of it. I think we're like at this precipice or I don't know, fancy word for change. Uh, where we're like kind of see us just like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I hate the word followers. It sounds like I started a cult. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it's necessary, but. I feel like it might go the way of, well, like, I feel like when, when not everyone had a presence on social media, it was more of a, you know, if you had a presence and there were people following you, then that meant something. And now since everyone has it, it's kind of not becoming a, 
big deal anymore. You know, it's not that difficult to get a couple thousand people following you. No, it's not. And here, this is us telling my wife just the other day, because my wife likes Target, like any millennial female, she loves Target <laughs> and she ads and she reads them. And she was reading, like doing this little influencer thing and go online uh, to Target. And you can see like people who hashtag Target and you can see what they're wearing that's Target. And, and I, I tell my wife, I'm like, that's no different than like a catalog, but they don't have to pay the models anymore. Right. You know, like people are going there and looking at that girl, not because she's got some following or she's cute or blah, 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 or adding value to my life, this 18 year old life coach. But, <laughs> but she, uh, she has a shirt on that's cute. That's from Target. So Target's like, sure, we'll use you on our ad. So they don't have to like, pay a model they just have this flow of instagram users so it's kind of i mean it's kind of like a cult following in that sense is that people want to show which brands they're associated with it's like you know there's so many good brands of things out there you know in the fly fishing world there are definitely good good brands and more entry-level brands but in general everything today is good enough quality that it's not like you need to hashtag your the one brand you're using because you need to show everyone that you're loyal to that brand. <laughs> right. Right. Or an ambassador, like whatever right. that, like I asked this one guy, he's an ambassador for this company. I'm not going to say the name of it. Uh, and I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because I, I didn't know, you know, and I, you know, I'm always looking for new ideas, business wise and sponsors and things like that. And I was like, what is an ambassador? Oh man, I get like 15% off. I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And then like at the end of the year, he's all pissed. Cause he had to like, buy an X certain amount of, of product in order oh. to percent off. I'm like, well, hey, hey, I can start a company. I'll make you an ambassador if that means required <laughs> to buy all my product. You know? Sure, I'll give you a coupon for 15% off. You know, you get 15% off, we got to spend a thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you wouldn't have spent otherwise. Exactly. So anyways, so that's, that's the state of the podcast. That's where I'm living at. Because see, our, like my demographic like I fish as much as I can, but I raise a family. I work. Uh, a lot of our our listeners are that way. You know, you look at our feed. It's a lot of different people's pictures. There's some of me, yeah, but really, like, I I we glorify this travel and we glorify like, oh, look at this person going here and going there. It's so neat. Like, oh my god, like they're fishing off of ladders, like that. <laughs> The coolest thing ever, and they get the money shot and everything. And here I am, like my kids crapped his pants, and <laughs> I got bills to pay. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I mean, if I took pictures of my everyday life, like, okay, some people might follow me and stuff. But reality was our demographic. We work really hard, and we fish as much as we can. And then what I that's what I always tell people: our demographic is we work really hard, we love our families, we fish as hard as we can. And then we sometimes take pictures and we, and then we, we complain about not having enough time to go fishing, but yet we wouldn't have it any other way. Right. You know? Right. So. And isn't, isn't working too hard kind of what got you into fly fishing in the first place? That's an excellent question, Katie. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, it is. So that's cool that, that, yeah, you've probably heard Jeff on a podcast somewhere. I think uh, I have some, maybe your guest on someone's, I don't remember. Yeah, I was on the Adventure Deficit podcast, and that was cool. But I did not stay on task. And it's funny because I have these guests on, <laughs> on my podcast, and the next day, I almost like, I say probably 50% of the time, I get a text, oh, man, all I did was rant the entire time. 
And I text back, eh, it's fine. You're the guest, not me. I want you to talk, you know? But when I listen back to my interview, I'm like, holy cow, I was like all over the place. And so um, that was a, a interesting. So that was with Adventure, Adventure Deficit, again, out of Grand Rapids. But yeah. Just before you before you go on, I just want to comment on that and uh, say that I've noticed that when I'm like going back to edit episodes, uh-huh. I, I think back on the conversation. I'm like, that was so great. Like that just went you know, very natural, like regular conversation would go. And then I open up the recording and everything the guest says sounds great. And then every time I speak, I'm like, I hate this. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> so to cut out my entire half of the conversation and just let them monologue for an hour. Yes. It's funny too, because you realize how much you interrupt people. When you listen back, you're like, oh crap, as a host, you know, your job is to let them talk and finish their thoughts, you know. And me growing up in a crazy family, it's like everybody talks over everybody. So as I've gotten older, not just in podcasting, but in life, you know, getting those that emotional intelligence on just how to communicate, you know. But when I listen back, I'm like, holy cow, you're exactly right. Right. But you gotta you gotta balance it between you know, not trying to talk over someone, but also I've had people who don't know when they're supposed to stop talking because they've never done one before. And so they're, they're going for like 20 minutes straight. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta jump in here. I can save this person. (laughs) I'm here to help. help. Yeah, that's great. That's sign of a great host though. But anyway, back to uh, your story. Um, working too hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was working. Um, I, I, I was a musician um, a Christian musician. And I moved to Michigan because I was working at this big mega church, right? And it was like this, like, I think we had like 8,500 members at the time. And so it was one of those things where it's just like a business, you know, and I hated it. With, within two years, I'm like, this is not like what I should be doing with my life. And so I went to, um, I went to work in finance. I went back to college and got my degree in finance. And then I was working uh, in finance and just got incredibly stressed out. And, um, what happened was, is we had a newborn Elliot, he's six years old now. Um, so we had a newborn and we were not sleeping at all. My wife wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping. They say it's seven years after having a baby before you get back to normal. And I believe that sleep cycle is correct. Like it's about seven years. So (laughs) he's six. So I'm almost there. (laughs) But you know, I was going at a lot of, um, interpersonal stuff at my work and my job. It was just a horrible, horrible, horrible place to work. And then all this stuff was like mounting up on me, a young dad. And um, I was like, what am I going to do? So I went and uh, I went and saw a psychologist and I was like, Hey, um, I was, I think something's going, I'm going crazy. And after two or three visits, she's like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you, Jeff. It, you just need a hobby. And so I had this old fly rod from uh, Bass Pro Shop that I won in a, a sales contest at work. I was like, what the heck? I'll try it. And so I went online and found a group of old guys that fished every Tuesday night. And I told my wife, I'm like, Hey, this is my therapy. Like, I know it's hard for you to sacrifice one night a week with a newborn and a, uh, Reagan, my oldest was, I think he was, uh, he was four or five. So we had two little ones. So she's at home all day with him. And then I come home and I'm like, Oh wait, one day a week, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a jerk thing to do. You know what I mean? Like uh, in a lot of ways, but she was super gracious and she totally understood that, Hey, you're a better human being when you do this thing. It's not like I was going to the bar drinking and getting crazy. I'm going right. to uh, be better six days a week and have one day off. 
Right. And I, and I wish I could have given her a day off because she was nursing, you know, and that was like really hard on her and stuff. So she was really gracious. And yeah, it just really, um, it really changed my life, the whole fly fishing thing. And I'm like, I guess gotta, I gotta tell other people. And I've always been a searcher of the truth. Um, I've always been a searcher of something more, uh, like when I was at church, when I was working at a church, a church is like huge, you know, and I saw the machine that it was and saw all the, the back end of it. And I'm like, this is not true to me. This is not who I am. You know, I can't mm-hmm. be part of, part of this. Then working in finance, some of the things I saw just like incredibly wrong. And again, not who I am. And um, this is not true, truly what I believe in or what I want. And not that there's, not that there's anything wrong with that career, that business, but the particular office I was in, I, it was not, it's not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I just said, I, I, if I could do anything, what would I do? I was like, I'd talk about fly fishing and write songs about fly fishing. And so that's what I did. And, and now I work, I have a day job still. I mean, I'm not full time yet. Cause I do have a wife and, and a couple of kids that, that depend on me, but you know, it's, it's making that progress toward doing what I love. And there's this outlet for me to do that. That's really saved my life and saved my say my marriage and you know like when people when we people find god or like find religion they get really excited and they got to tell people about it you know mm. you probably have that annoying uncle that, that got baptized and it's like he's alcoholic <laughs> you know and all of a sudden his life is completely changed he wants to tell you whether or not it was god that did that or like whatever he's still excited and he's going to tell you how to like convert and like how you can be better and how you can change and uh and they're excited about it. And that's the same. But, but like one of the things that, that we, we do it on the, on our podcast is um, we're searching for that. We're searching for the truth. You know, we're searching for, for this deeper meaning behind fly, fly fishing. And we never pretend we have things figured out like, Oh, you need to do this because you know, you need to stop doing that or politics, you know, and all this crazy, like we stay away from that because we don't know. I, I don't know the answers, you know, I'm just like a lot of other people. So I'm like searching for this truth. I'm searching for, and I know it's weird. It's like, like fly fishing is the truth, but I, we, I talked to a lot of people about that kind of thing and we just happen to all fly fish. So it's, not, it's not a podcast about how to tie the best fly. It's more like the, um, that part of it. That's what is the quote? Uh, many men will fish their entire life, not realizing it's not the fish that they're after. So I think that that really sums up what we're doing. So where did you get the name? It's a very, very interesting question because I don't actually get that question very often. Um, and that's, that's the first thing I thought when I first came across you. I don't remember where I found you the first time. I'm trying to think back. Um, but I just saw Remote No Pressure and I just had a picture of a fish on it. And I clicked on whatever it was and saw that it was a podcast. And I was like, oh, I've never heard this one. So I started listening. And then... I, I just remember thinking like, what is, what is remote? No pressure. But then I didn't hear it talked about. And it's just kind of become one of those things that you say often enough now that it doesn't sound weird anymore, but it definitely did <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> That's interesting. that you say that. It's kind of like my favorite musician is Robert Earl Keane. He's my favorite songwriter. Yeah. And when I first heard his voice, I'm like, what? Like, how's this guy famous? And you hear it enough and you're like, Oh, it's normal. Like, That's I just love- what it is. Yeah. It's like I grew up near a town called slippery rock. And okay. everyone, everyone hears that and it's like, whoa, slippery rock. And I'm like, oh, that's just what it's called. 
just doesn't sound weird at all. I don't even think about it. Yeah. Right. Like um, right outside of Houston, there's a, a town called Umble. It's, it's spelled with an H, spelt with a, you know, whatever. It's spelled with an H, but we all call it Umble. Instead no, of Humble. Instead of Humble, we call it Umble. And so, like, I don't think anything weird of that. That's Umble. But when you hear people on TV talking about football players from Humble, Texas, you know that guy's not from Texas. Right. <laughs> but when you go up there, you just don't think anything of it. This is weird. So, but remote, no pressure. I remember exactly where I was. I was standing in my driveway and my kids were raising hell next door doing something in, and I'm like, whenever you go fishing, the more remote you go, the less pressure the fish have on them. Mm -hmm. And the more remote I go, the less pressure I have on me. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, that's where the name came from. Cause I'm like, okay, remote, no pressure. I mean, I, I got the, it's weird because I didn't know what it meant. But I immediately knew the vibe it was trying to convey. Like I knew what you were, what the the feeling you were trying to give with it. But I didn't understand how it went together because it seemed more specific than just being like the remote fly fishing podcast. You know, there was something more to it there. So yeah. glad to finally hear the, <laughs> the backstory. That's the backstory. Yeah, remote, no pressure. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting that you say that because. Like I would like to hire a designer and someone to like do the branding thing um, and really, you know, what's your vision for this thing, you know, and then we, we take everything and pick colors and like brands this whole thing, but you know, I don't have like four grand to do that right now. <laughs> that, right. So, but you know, we, I don't know, like you just have to do it and then things have come out like, okay, yeah, that is who we are. That is what we're doing. Like, I'm different now than I was two years ago when we started the podcast, you know? Well, it also kind of becomes something on its own. So obviously you do have to, you know, come up with a name, come up with a logo, uh, pick some colors, whatever. But it's not like you sit there and just decide what it's going to be. And then that's just what it is forever. I feel like it, you kind of become it as you go, you know? Like when right. I, I started Fish Untamed and I was just like, I'm going to start this website. And now I feel like it's a completely different entity than when I started just because it's adapted over time. That's really cool, Katie. That's awesome. Um, I'm really impressed that you hold out a full-time job and seem to be kind of full-time into music too and running remote no pressure. Yeah, it's, it's actually, my music takes definitely uh, the backseat. Does it? Yeah. I mean, I released a single this year, um, called how long, so it's available on iTunes or whatever streaming platforms. Um, that was pretty cool, but that was hard. And, and I wasn't super impressed with the final mix, but I put it out there because it's done. You know, it's like, you have to make a decision. You got to pull the trigger. But like you said, it becomes its own thing. Like music, when you songs, it's like you put it out there and it's out there, you know? And to be honest with you, like full-time job. So I'm a regional sales manager. Um, I do a really boring job. I sell salad dressing. So it's a very boring job. (laughs) I think that's, I think that's more interesting than selling like, I don't know, software. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. It's salad dressing, like ranch dressing. Like what what are you going to do with that? So I'm a regional salesman. So I travel quite a bit for work. And then, um, and then we're putting out content every, every Sunday, but it's, it's the music that I love more than anything. Um, If I could just sit and write, well, I do write, I write songs all the time on the road. I've got like stacks of songs I've written that I want to get released. And so um, I can't go play bars and clubs every weekend because I'm traveling for work during the week and I come home and be with my family. So I can't go out there and play bars and in the festivals. And, you know, I know people in those, those arenas, but I can't, 
I can't do that right now. So I've created this podcast and I have my music involved, you know, attached to it and people listen and I make royalties and I get regular plays and I, you know, it's, it's a growing thing, but it's one of those things where like, it's just going to take a lot more time. But a lot of times with businesses, they create the product, like musicians are this way too. So like my song, my album songs about fly fishing. So if you type that in, like it's all about SEO, right? Because people type in Google songs about fly fishing and there's my album, you know? <laughs> okay. So, but a lot of times musicians, they're like, love me, you know, love me and love my music. <laughs> it's so Just picture like a musician, like hovering over you, like, love me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Look at me. I'm so great. And, and that's just like a natural tendency for musicians. So what I thought, it was like, wow, like, first of all, if I'm writing love songs, I'm like competing with John Mayer and like some of these amazing musicians and songwriters throughout all of history. I mean, like even King David wrote love songs, you know? So why don't I just write songs about fly fishing? There's probably not a lot of people. On <laughs> and then I get to know people and then they'll listen to my other music, you know? But, but first, you know, if they like one song, they're probably going to be interested in all of them. Yes. Or, or like, okay, like what do we have in common? What's something that we have in common? So instead of starting a relationship like, hey, Katie, I'm so awesome. I'm so great. Look at me. Look at this music I create. Oh my gosh. Look at this chord. Oh, this is wonderful. No, it's more like, Katie, you fly fish. I fly fish too. Let me learn about you. And then we have something in common. And then it's like, oh, cool. Oh, and, and then when people ask me, oh, I, I Googled your name and I saw you do music. Yeah, I do music. Yeah. Oh, it's great. You know, and like my buddy sent me a picture. It was on a playlist and it gets regular plays, it gets regular rotation, but I'm not out there. Like I, I would rather start my relationship with my quote unquote, I hate the word fans, but the people that listen to, to my music, I'd, I'd rather start our relationship based on things we have in common mm -hmm. versus how great I telling them how great I am. So right, it's just, you have something to offer and they, they want to come back for more. Exactly. And also like the podcast, like I may not be doing music as much as I want, but I have this awesome distribution channel that I've built up that takes me, some musicians tens of years, tens of years, 10, 20 years to build that up, you know, playing bars. And, but instead I have like, okay, I could put out an album right now and I can get quite a few downloads because I already have a distribution channel. So instead of creating the product and then finding the, the distribution channel for it, I've been focused on creating the distribution channel and then providing that distribution channel with a product. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of reverse of the way business is done, especially the music business. Well, it sounds like it works well with your lifestyle where it can kind of squeeze in wherever you have room for it instead of having to be on a more rigid schedule or plan. Yeah, it works well. And I got a great family that supports me, so that's always good. Do you find that the music is um, kind of the more relaxing, like when you're stressed out about trying to get all your podcasts and content out, you can just like take a break and go do music? Or do you feel like you might be getting like writer's block with music and you take a break to go work on um, you know, just typing up some content or, or chatting with somebody like, which is, which is the escape from the other, if you have one. Well, first of all, if you subscribe to our mailing list, which you can do at remote, no pressure. <laughs> no, but if you subscribe to our mailing list, you will know really quickly that writing content is probably my worst skill set that I have. Cause I'm, I'm not an attention to detail person. I'm not, I just, I will, I will have spelling grammatical errors. If you want a train wreck, you can subscribe to our mailing list because, you know, I, and now I have my wife because my wife, of course, is an, an intro, more introverted person, but she's very pay attention to details. And I'm like, look, boo, you're going to have to read this over from now on before I send this out because, you know, I don't even see this stuff. So that stresses me out. 
music, like I'm writing all the time. Like it does not stress me out. It comes really fast. It comes, I'm in the car. So I have like my, um, my iPhone just full of, of sketches for songs. Um, you know, so I, I would say probably the writing, the music, and then fly fishing. And I started tying flies this year. And that, again, attention to detail. Like I can like tie a big fly, no problem, or like a woolly bugger or something. But when you get really small and detail, like that annoys me. I can't fight with it. Like it stresses me out. That's funny. I would have expected a musician would be very into detail because I, I feel like that, you know, you want to get it just right, the notes just right, the words just right. But it maybe just comes more naturally to you than, you know, throwing out words on a page in a newsletter. Yeah, you know, like writing about like something, you know, whatever cool fly fishing thing I'm putting in my mailing list. Like to me, it's just, okay, it's a task it's content, which you should not think that way. This is your business. This is like what you're doing. You should be detailed. It annoys me <laughs> when I'm, when I'm, when I'm writing music though, like the placement of the words are very important. You know, like I, I'm a lyricist. Like I love writing lyrics. Like the notes are great and the chords are great, but really, I, I really like writing, writing the lyrics. So in a way, I am very anal about that part of it. It just how the words sit uh, and the phrasing and things like that. Like I really am particular about that, but writing for a newsletter or a web or a blog or something. Oh my gosh. Just like shoot me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you usually get your inspiration when you're out fishing? Like, do you just have ideas where you're just like, Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like that's what I'm going to write a song about next. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes. I, th- I think what happens is it's kind of like taking a vitamin um, or taking any other pill. Like at the moment you take it, you don't know what it's doing for you. But like a couple hours later, like, Oh, I don't feel pain anymore. That's, that's really how like fly fishing is. So I go fly fishing and it's really like, um, I, I was in a, um, a, a pretty bad car accident when I was 11 years old, a drunk driver hit us. And so I actually walk with a limp and it's very difficult for me to, to wade in water. It's getting, it, it's, it's, as I'm getting older, I guess, but it's, I, I have limited function of my left leg. Okay. I, like I'm not like on a cane or anything, but I get very tired. So wading is actually pretty physically exhausting on me. Mm-hmm. But, um, so when I go fishing, it's not like I'm relaxing, really focused on, you know what it's like when you're fly fishing, you can't really think about a lot of other things. You're only thinking about fishing. So it's kind of like taking that vitamin or that pill. It's like kind of painful. I enjoy it. I love it. And then like I get home that night and I'm like, wow, I really have a clear head, you know? So sometimes when I'm on the water, I'm not thinking like, oh, this would be a great song. But it's when I'm home when my mind is clear. And I'm like, okay, because I went fishing, I took that vitamin, like I'm feeling better now. But it's not like right when I, when I go. That's a good point because I, I go fishing to relax, but when I'm out there, it's not like I'm just sitting on shore, like staring at the clouds, relaxing. Like I'm usually hyper-focused on something. I spot a fish and I'm stuck on it. Like the other day I was planning to leave at a certain time and then I saw this one drought rise and I stayed for like the next 20 minutes casting for it and never saw it again. But <laughs> that 20 minutes, like I didn't even know 20 minutes had passed because I was so laser focused. Like it's hard to say that that's relaxing, but the moment I left, I was just at ease. Like, you know, anything I've been stressing about earlier that day had to be pushed to the wayside for me to, you know, be that hyper-focused for so long. And you come back and you're like, I don't even know why I was that worried about it to begin with. Right. It's not, it all kind of seems silly, you know? Yeah. But like I said, it's more like at the time I'm on the water, I'm not really that relaxed. 
But when I, it's afterwards or a couple of days, even like I'm a different person when I go fishing. I think it's probably just because once you're in that mindset of, you know, I've got all this stuff to do, or I'm super stressed. It's hard to get out of that because anytime you think, well, I'll just think about something else. Like it just comes right back. But having that barrier of you don't have time to think about anything else, it kind of stops you, you know, it stops the mind from, from being able to keep sinking back into that. So mm-hmm. I think it just kind of reset. It's just a reset, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's where in my, um, my, like I've been working, I'm writing, I've uh, been writing an album for like two years and I got plenty of songs for it, but, um, but those songs are like, it's not just fishing, you know, I don't write just fishing songs. So this one will be more of the, the mainstream, I guess, and folks, you know, I got a couple like fishing songs and stuff, but life is like, it's funny. Cause I hear writers like Taylor Swift, which I know a lot of people laugh, but I think she's a really good writer. And she's really, she was really young. I know you're smiling. You're no, smiling. I think I remember you mentioning this on your podcast. Like, so. <laughs> like it's so stupid. But, like, and I hate that I feel this way about Taylor Swift, but she's good. Like uh, Ryan Adams, I don't know if you know who Ryan Adams is, but uh-huh. he, he covered the entire album 1989, which that's, I think, that's what I remember you mentioning. Cause uh, I went and looked it up after you said it. What do you think? What did you think about it? <laughs> I liked it. it? It's brilliant, right? So he it sounds produced, so different when someone else singing it. Oh my gosh, but I'm a Ryan Adams fan, but whatever. So, so she's really good. But like, it's it's funny because like the older you get, like you, like you're when you're really young, Katie, you're too too young to be nostalgic, right? Like, I don't have any memories, or I don't I don't have like these places I used to go to when I was a kid because I'm still a kid, you know. I think back of like some foods or smells or things that it's like, okay, this is Texas. You know, I grew up here, you know, I can smell a kolache right now and, and Shipley donut, like that takes me back. But you only have those as you get older. You only, you only reminisce um, things in the past. And so if you don't have a past or you're young, like you, you, you don't have the nostalgia, you know? So as you get older, um, like I'm 39 and I have some nostalgia now, like I have some things I long for that, that were, that weren't there when I was 22 years old, you know, like, I remember in the eighties they came out with new Coke and everyone freaked out. I'm like, well, what's wrong? Don't you want it new? You know, don't you want new? Co- no, I want my Coke. You know? <laughs> and I drank it and I never understood that. And now that I'm older. So the, the words that are coming out in the lyrics, I'm really excited about because like they're, they're topics and ideas I, that you can only get when you're older. Like I can't explain it. And then when I'm 60, it'll probably be other, like John Prine is one of my favorite and he's an old dude, you know, and he's, he's an amazing writer and he's a really old guy. So like, I can only imagine is he's better. So that's what, when I'm saying that, I said, I would say this, I hate Taylor Swift because she's so young and she's so damn good at writing lyrics, but like, <laughs> like how can you do that? Like, how? I don't know. But anyway, so that's kind of a rant, but I do write songs about fly fishing. Uh, and it's part of who I am, you know, and sometimes there's, there's some things in my, my songs that are, um, that only if you fly fish, you'd understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, parachute Adams, I got a song called parachute Adams and it's really sweet. And, uh, and his friend, crazy Charlie. So if you fly fish, you like, you get it, you know what I mean? But if you don't fly fish, you think, oh, it's a pretty cool song. This guy parachute Adams, you know? It's oh. funny to to think about what non-fly fishermen think when they hear things like that, because I remember I was trying to write a, a post about 
you know, like basic trout flies or something like that. And mm-hmm. I wanted a picture of parachute atoms that, you know, and I didn't have a nice enough setup to get a good picture myself. So I was like, I'll just go to Google. So I, then I, you know, switch it to labeled for fair use or whatever. So that's going to really limit what comes up. And suddenly it was a bunch of like dudes jumping out of planes. And I was like, I guess uh. these guys are parachute atoms, Adamses. <laughs> but like, you don't even think about the fact that you say it to somebody else, it doesn't even register what you're referring to. Yeah, but in the niche, like like the fan base is like, holy cow, that's so awesome. But yet someone who doesn't fish can listen to it. I mean, that's really cool. This guy, like like Parachute Adams. Like I thought about naming my band Jeff Trowin and the Parachute Adams band. Like that's oh, just, that'd be sweet. <laughs> right. And people would be like, Oh, that's just a cool name. But people who are flying and it would totally like attract those that crowd because they're like, Parachute Adams, that's pretty freaking sweet, you know. Yeah. I also think uh, I wanted to mention that uh, my favorite song growing up was Fish and Whistle. Okay. Because my dad listened to a lot of John Prine. So that was really? that was one of my favorites growing up. And um, I recently played it, and my boyfriend now has been listening to it. So it's like now I get to relive all the times that it was playing as a kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. John Prine is a genius. Like he has an, on his new his new album, uh, Sea of Forgetfulness, I think, um, he has a song called Egg and Daughter Night. And it's so brilliant. Like, it's so good. And I'm just like, can I just have those lyrics, please? Can I, like, <laughs> some of the lines, yeah. So check out Egg and Daughter Night if you like, if you at all like John Prine. Yeah, I haven't heard much of his new stuff, so I'll have to check it out. It's good. It's good stuff. He's a good writer. So <laughs> I hope I'm that way. I think he has a little bit more hair than I do, but not by much. But Yo, You can work up to it. I'm working up to it. <laughs> <laughs> So is your podcast on a hiatus right now? Are you between yeah. seasons? Yeah, we're between seasons. We'll be back the first weekend. I think it's October 6th, so we'll be back. We did this last year. We're doing it this year. So um, this year we have, uh, for season three, we're doing our YouTube channel. So uh, we already have our YouTube channel up. We just started doing it. Uh, we, we just basically dumped all of our audio files on there. And um, this season three, because – the thing is, is Bill and I get a little crazy. Like I've known Bill since night since 2002. Okay. So I've known Bill for like 17 years. And when we get together, we don't even drink. Like, like we're just goofy, you know, you would think <laughs> we're drunk or something. So, but we get together kind of goofy. And so we have to edit stuff out. Like some of the stuff is like, just like we, we went on a rant. You probably heard the Asian carp episode where we're talking about build a wall. I did. I always wanted to ask about Asian carp tonight. And I was like, I don't know if I should bring it up. <laughs> we beeped out the, that whole word through the intro just because we were like, you don't want to offend the Asian carp. You know, and we build a wall, you know, to keep them out. <laughs> so that's like mild. I mean, we don't go like create, you know, most of the time it's safe for work. We try to keep it safe for work. Um, but what we're doing is all of our content, our intros and outros and stuff will be unedited on our YouTube channel. And, uh, we're kind of going, we're just kind of stepping out of there. So th- that's, what's different than our podcast, like that you download for your iPhone or whatever, the YouTube channel, we're just like unedited. We're building, like I put a picture up on our Instagram today of us working on, we're like building the studio out in the basement. Like you don't see behind the scenes, like there's like crazy Tonka trucks and stuff everywhere. Cause my kid's playroom, I'm converted. <laughs> like those youtube studios so um but yeah so that's that's kind of what we're doing so between seasons like last year between season one and season two i added bill as a co-host we changed up our website 
Uh, and it was really good for me because, you know, like you said, you know, it's, it's a lot of work and have a family and a job. So I take off a few weeks, but we're still working. That's the thing is like, we're still like working on projects. we got a couple new products coming out. And so we're off, uh, October 6th, we'll be back. And if you, if you subscribe to our YouTube, if you, you'll see content and also our mailing list is still going out. So. Yeah. I remember, I think you had mentioned on the podcast that you were going to do an unedited YouTube channel. I remember thinking like, I got to sign up for that when it comes out. because yeah. I think that's going to be a good time. <laughs> it's fun. It's great. <laughs> does Bill yeah. fish too? Yes, he does. He does. Fish. He just started, um, with me. Like I, I, I got him onto it, you know, uh, a couple of years back. And, uh, I do a trout camp in the spring and fall of every year where I take these like corporate refugees into the wilderness and we like go fishing, right? They're guys that are like in the business world, kind of like I was, and we just go fishing. And Bill was on one of those trips and we just, which we've just been really good friends. Like you cannot get a, a better person than Bill. And, uh, I'm like, dude, you gotta just come on, like come on the podcast. And, uh, he's just got a great sense of humor and he fishes and he's getting better. He's getting better. Like he's, he's, I am marginally better than he is. He's starting to catch up because, um, he's not, he's not married. And so like, he has a lot of time on his hands. So he can fish <laughs> a lot, you know, so he's like going to be way better. That was the joke we had a couple of weeks ago. Like you're going to have your own podcast called more remote, more pressure, less pressure. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're like better than me. <laughs> <laughs> remote or less pressure. Yeah. Remote or less pressure. <laughs> Really laughing. Well, so, tell tell Bill that I would gladly subscribe to his podcast if he came yeah. out with one. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him that he'd get a kick out of it. So, what do you? I you said you fish for trout. Do you fish for anything else over in Michigan? Oh yeah, trout. I fish when it's cooler. Right now, we're fishing for smallmouth. Um, smallmouth on the Flat River uh, over in Lowell, um, in Lowell, Michigan. So during the warmer months, you know, we go for like more of the warm water species, which I mainly just go for smallies, bluegill. I love catching bluegill on the fly. Um, some carp, uh, those are the kind of fish we're chasing right now. Um, and then when it cools off, so here in another month or two, um, we'll, we'll start the trout thing up again. Once it, once it starts getting cooler. I mean, we did the hex like this year, last year did the hex, which is for trout at night. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the hex hatch, uh, and then the brown. I did the brown drake this year. I did the hex last year, both with uh, with Brian Kosminski up at True North Trout. Um, those are cool because you fish at night, which is really weird, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've never gotten to experience any of the big hatches back east because I I really only fished warm water. I I'm from Pennsylvania originally, so I grew up with smallmouth and walleye and pike and. Um, we were talking about the nostalgia thing and that was actually something I was home for the 4th of July and I picked up a spin cause I grew up spin fishing like most people did. And I picked up a spin rod and went for all those pieces again. And I had like an absolute blast. Like I, I didn't want to trade it out for a fly rod just cause it's just nice to go back and do what you did growing up. But I didn't really fish for trout until I came out here. And so I kind of separate those two things. Yeah. So you get it. You get the nostalgia thing, you know, you're getting some age on, you know, <laughs> Appreciate back that. in my day yeah, back in my day we fished rods and reels <laughs> <laughs> well cool well thank thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it katie yeah this is a great great conversation you're you're just so much fun to talk to uh, <laughs> cool but do you want to feel free to plug anything where people can come find you uh any social media or your album where they can get your album or anything like that sure so 
uh, remotenopressure.com. Uh, all of our socials are on there too. If you scroll down, um, we're really pushing our mailing list. We're adding a lot more value to that to people. Yeah, who I hear it's really well written. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. It is. It's a. It's just a work of art, really. Everyone <laughs> that we put out. No, we are really, we're really up in the game there because the algorithms change so much. So, like Facebook, I don't even really focus on. Um, Instagram is our main one, but the 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 algorithms can change. So if we have your if we have your email address, then that really keeps us in touch. So, uh, but you can sign up for emailing our email us at remotenopressure.com. dot com. Um, Jeff Troutman, you just Google it or ask Siri to play the music, um, and that's my songs about fly fishing album, and then our my new single, um, How Long, which is a song I wrote back in 2002, but I like, I love the song. So How Long is out, uh, was just released and those are all on the major platforms. So yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on and hopefully chat soon. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot, Katie. All right. And that'll do it for episode number five. Going to keep this section a little short today and instead close it out to one of Jeff's songs called Sixth Street Dam. Fishing at the 6th Street Dam My dad taught me how to stand Made me the man I am Made me who I ought to be Taught me how to tie my flies Told me never compromise Made me the man I am Made me who I ought to be He said, do the best you can Lend a helping hand Love the ones you want to hate the most You're gonna win and lose a lot, boys Just give it all you got This life's a river That's running wild And running free My grandpa fished at Croton Pond I'd always try to tag along He never seen a mind or care Made me who I ought to be Taught me how to roll my cast When to care, when to let things pass Made me the man I am Made me who I ought to be He said, do the best you can Lend a helping hand Love the ones you want to hate the most You're gonna win and lose a lot, boy So just give it all you got This life's a river That's running wild Running free you can
search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv on mondays head offshore with captain scott walker and steve roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures coming to me coming to me coming to me double he's jumping he's jumping he's jumping oh oh look at that belly don't miss mondays with into the blue brought to you by academy sports and outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m eastern tell a few fish stories along the way on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment